Is that Ethel Merman? Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Radio Labyrinth. This is season six, episode 21, our weekend edition. Special thank you to Brian Silverbacks, the actor, comic book artist, raconteur, all around cool guy who was on our show earlier this week. And please make sure that you look at our show notes and check out all the uh, links and everything to what's going on with him. And uh, as soon as uh, his Kickstarter goes live, we'll mention it and uh, share all those links as well. Speaking of YouTube, I don't know if we did this in the last show, but I'm going to do it right at the top of the show. Uh, Dustin puts a lot of hard work into that YouTube page. And what we really like to do is get those subscriber numbers. up. We would love to have you subscribe, even if you're not uh, the, the kind of person that, you know, listens or watches the show. If you're getting it still on the RSS feed and listening to the audio version, uh, which is what I do, um, please go ahead and just subscribe just so we have you on there. That'd be very awesome. And, you know, you can always upvote and like and all that crap. Uh, let's see. You can follow Radio Labyrinth and the Radio Labyrinth Radio Shack on Facebook, or we have an official Facebook page, but I think the Radio Shack is more fun. And, uh, of course, we're on Twitter at Radio underscore Labyrinth. We all have our own individual Twitters. You can find all that stuff there. And let's see, if you want to become a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tim Andrews. We also have a brand new shirt hot off the presses that I'll be sharing the link uh, later today when you're listening or watching this uh, on social media. And uh, and also it'll be in the show notes. So it's a, it's a tribute to the blockbuster uh, show that we did a week ago. And I'm going to going to go ahead. If Jeff, if you can get Jared's address, I'll send him a shirt. Yeah, I'll ask him. Yeah. I'll just send I'll buy it and send it to him from from our storefront to your store. So, uh, yeah. How are you guys doing? Before we get started, I, I uh, a couple things I wanted to go over. Steph also has something she wants to talk about a little slice of life. Um, I've been all afternoon trying to find these nude photos of Jane Fonda having sex at 86 years old. And I can't find them. And if you do, don't send them to me. I don't want to see Jane Fonda naked. <laughs> Why are you Why looking, are you looking for them? No, I'm just kidding. But I, uh, it was just on my wife was watching one of those entertainment shows. You know, the one with the radio personalities and they try to be like TMZ. So they cover yeah. all the news that everybody covered a day before. I forget what it's called. Dish Nation. That's what it's called. Mm. Dish Nation. Um, anyhow, they were talking about she she wants to do some sort of nude photo set, having sex with a younger guy. And she's 86. So, you know, if you want to see Jane Fonda looking all sexy, just rent Barbarella all you need or if you're into milf jane fonda you can get some of those old uh jane fonda fitness workout videos or 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 you can even get on golden pond because there's good cleavage in that she was still hot in the morning after what's the morning after the one where she wakes up and the dude's dead in the bed beside of her oh she doesn't know if she killed him or not Shit, I never saw that one. How old is that? It's a good it better, ass movie. It better be 30 like, years old. <laughs> probably early 90s, late 80s. Okay. Okay. I, you know what? I like Jane Fonda. I don't care that she sat on an anti-aircraft gun in the Vietnam War. And uh, I don't care about that. I like Jane we Fonda. All did it. We've all done stuff. We all, we've done stuff in our past that we regret. Sure. I'm sure. She, hopefully I can get naked at 82. 
She's 82. I thought she was 86. Oh, she's 86. My bad. She's Sorry. 82, 86. You're naked. <laughs> You're naked at that age. I don't think it matters. Dustin's cut off is 82. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> no, yeah, I don't go. I don't go any higher than 82. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Um, even if 86 is, is the new 76, uh-huh. 76 is still too fucking old to be taken. <laughs> <laughs> you damn right it is. Keep your clothes on, Grandpa and Grandma. We don't need to see it. We don't, look, we don't live in Coral Gables. Just do whatever you want to down there. Oh, the other thing, I'm getting my jab on Wednesday, the Moderna shot. So hopefully Yay. we'll come of that. Yeah. Right, joining the Moderna gang, huh? Yeah. Fuck you, Pfizer. <laughs> it was a liter it was it was alliterative but i couldn't you i you saw me catch myself fuck you pfizer <laughs> you know i mean we don't mean anything by it it's just a word you can't say anymore unless you're mr garris um and then the last thing i want to mention i'm going for the since i'm getting this shot i'm hoping that the person who gives me the shot is jack elam who was the the doctor in the uh, cannonball run movies because i'm growing those jack elam eyebrows and i want to look really really special you gotta start training that left eye though cysts on the walls of her lungs <laughs> love those movies i don't care if they're stupid um so steph you you said you were around a coffee pot all day in the tech yes Very- my we and did you guys get the storms last night yeah crazy yes yeah yeah so, I, mean- I stayed up till one o'clock in the morning and thinking that we'd get that super tornado and then i went to sleep and my wife woke up at three because there was a bad one so that must be the one you're talking about yeah, it was like, yeah, it was about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. The whole house shakes. My dog's lost her mind. So I have to get her out of here. I had to go put her in another room because we couldn't sleep or whatever. So you get back to sleep, get up at five, go out, you know, program the coffee maker every night. I'm a do or die. Have to have coffee. As soon as my feet hit the floor, I can't function without it. The coffee is ready. I go into the kitchen, coffee everywhere, coffee all over the floor. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It was like a total crime scene. And, you know, the last thing you want to deal with after not really sleeping because of that bullshit all night long and the coffee's everywhere. And Neil's just trying to Jimmy rig it, hold it to so he can get a few drops out of it so we can at least get a cup each. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did get our cup each. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Target at lunchtime, get a new coffee pot because we have to have one for tomorrow. Right. Looks like we have to have a coffee pot and I go to Target. And, you know, Target has that big wide aisle, right? Yeah. You know, between the home goods and the whatever. And I don't have my glasses on because I got the mask on. I can't wear the glasses and the mask. I can't see. So I just see this tall, very tall figure up ahead in like some sort of Idlewild suit. You know, just like a like a lavender yeah, yeah. plaid vest and pants. This is you know, large African-American general, he's like six foot seven or something. I see him in the middle of the aisle. And then all of a sudden he does this. He gets low, like he's looking out a porthole or something in the middle of the aisle. looking at me and he goes, is that Jennifer Aniston? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, what are you selling? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm not selling. I mean, I am selling something. And I'm like, what do you do? Hey, young lady. He's 27 or 26. Hey, young lady. Fuck you. And this goes on with the Jane Fonda thing. You said, fuck you. I said, fuck you in my head. But I was like, don't just stop it right now. At what point? Who told these people that 
to tell somebody middle-aged or whatever, a woman especially, call you a young lady mm-hmm. and tell you that you're, I don't know if he had like a book, like what's the thing that middle-aged white ladies want to be called? Oh, Jennifer Aniston. I'll call so did, did you buy the pyramid scheme that he was recruiting you for? Well, here's the thing. I'm like, are you selling coffee pots? Because that's what I'm here for. He's like, oh, no, it's a cell phone. When did this shit start happening? When did they start? This is like the middle Walmart of the store shit. in the middle of a target. Did he have a kiosk? No, I'm telling you, it was he was just him alone in this Sunday frock. In that, the doesn't sound right. that doesn't sound like right. That doesn't sound like you doesn't should, sound right. Right. No, that sounds off target. Yeah. It was, <laughs> zing. Anyway, selling phones that fell, fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah. In a target the target yeah. and you should have seen this outfit this outfit was like it was like he just jumped off the back of a crate where he was selling snake oil i mean it did not even look like somebody it's a friday afternoon anyway it was bad i'm not interested in the cell phone he's got some speakers that he needs to sell you in, in his van. van the white van did that ever happen to any of you guys i must have you jeff because you remember uh, the, i was offered but i never bought any when i first moved to atlanta I don't want to step on stuff or you. I don't want. No, no, no. I was just just the whole thing was horrible. And I bought a coffee pot that sucked and I I have to take it back and go get another coffee pot anyway. So the whole day has just been ruled by the sky. When you go back, you can get the phone. (laughs) I thought about it. I came back. Your your come on was so, I don't know, suggestive and, and smart that I No, I when I first moved to Atlanta, I lived in Sandy Springs right off of Roswell Road in 285 and it was a happening, hopping area of town. A lot of uh, hookers and strippers lived in our complex in town for the Olympics, you know, looking to make that cash. Anyway, you know, anytime I would go to the gas station on the corner, always some dude would pull up in a white van. Hey, man, you need some speakers. <laughs> no, I'm good. You sure? I got stereo equipment. And I just think this guy's going to shove me in a van. And apparently that's been going on for years uh, because Mr. Show did a skit about it. Mm. and uh yeah they just said the the speaker it's just like a box of, it's like a wooden box with like a foam thing on the front and it's full of sawdust right but the, but mr show's bit is they the guy takes him to uh god circuit city remember that place takes yeah. him to circuit city mm-hmm. negotiating with the uh the salesman and then they go to his house and they have potatoes and gravy and <laughs> the main guy the guy that was selling the speakers is the alt-right dude who was at the uh march 6th insurrection Oh, wow. I mean, the January 6th, not the, the March 6th insurrection was was just two guys screaming at the White House. Other than that. So uh, you may have noticed that I have a background this week. I don't usually, but it's Sean Penn and uh, it's from the classic movie Falcon or the, the new classic show Falcon and uh, the mystery winter snowman and all that. But did you guys all watch Falcon and winter snowman, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I finally watched it and, and I love how it opens in the seminary where um, Falcon has decided that he doesn't want to be a priest. So he leaves and uh, he puts on his wings and flies away from the seminary and ends up working for the CIA. I thought that was really cool how he's working for the CIA. And then for some reason, Sean Penn is in it and he's playing this guy called the winter soldier. And uh, it's so cool because he's like, robbing banks and killing Japanese dudes, but he's also selling heroin to Russians. And it's just, this show just blew me the fuck away. I liked how he pulled off the metal nose. That was great. Yes, absolutely. 
I just, you know, the, the movie was great and, 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 or the show, the show is great. I look forward to what's going to happen next week, but it's, it's kind of weird that, you know, it's set in the uh, mid 1970s and uh, they the, did a really good job de-aging that the actors. So they're using that. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Scorsese technology. Absolutely. Or am I getting it wrong? I think I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> That's not what happened in Falcon and Winter. It oh, sounds somewhat familiar. Oh, Yes, of course. I can't say Falcon and Winter Soldier without thinking of Falcon and the Snowman, which, of course, that movie that came out a long time ago uh, in the early 80s. And, uh, and, you know, it starred Sean Penn and uh, uh, Mr. Timothy Hutton, all sorts of people. I feel like we talked about it last night, but we didn't record it, didn't we? We, we, the, yeah, we didn't record. How, how that was the first movie that was or the first cable show that was ever interrupted was shown on HBO, I think, in 1980, whatever, when it came out. And a guy named Captain Midnight was all pissed off that it was $8.99 a month for show for HBO, and he was going to let the world know. And it took him a long time to track that guy down, but he got arrested. But no, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier is the latest Marvel show. I guess episode two drops this weekend. First episode, I have to give it a 50-50. I know everybody liked it, but feel free. Which to- 50 did you like? I liked all the action and and I loved everything that was centered around Bucky, who is the ex Winter Soldier. Apparently, there's a new one now. Spoiler alert! Um, But isn't there? Or I don't know. There's something going on that's crazy. There's some group that they're fighting. Um, You sent me a text that I don't care about nobody getting a loan for a shrimp boat. (laughs) I didn't know that I wanted to have that public, but yeah, (laughs) the social. The weird social commentary that creeps into a lot of these Marvel shows. That was one of them that was so glaringly obvious and annoying that in in episode two, the, they kind of make fun of it though. There's a little kid Mm -hmm. that uh, calls him the black Falcon and he goes, it's just Falcon kid. And he goes, my dad says it's the black Falcon. (laughs) Is that what it was originally in the comic book? Yeah. That's stupid. I always thought the Falcon was a cool character in Marvel. I liked a lot of their, you know, their side characters that didn't really, he did have his own book, but you know, it wasn't like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and stuff, but I always liked that character. And the opening scene was pretty great. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. Very well done. A lot of cool explosions, a lot of action. And I really dig that, that character in the, in the movie Marvel universe. Um, I think Bucky is kind of boring. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, the thing I like about it most is it's episodic, like WandaVision was. So you're not, you don't, you know, you're not pressured to watch it all at once. But that's really my comment. I mean, it's it's, it's a show that I'm going to keep watching. I just, you know, please quit peppering it with all this social shit. Okay. And then my point is, is not that people are discriminated against when they go to get a loan. It's that he was in the Avengers and Pepper Potts, I assume, inherited all of Tony Stark's money. And could he easily buy him a brand new fucking fishing boat and pay for the farmhouse? Right? No, am I wrong? Yeah, but fo- following the storyline track, remember? I mean, yes, they're all Avengers, but they were kind of split down the middle. And these guys were on Captain America's side, where Iron Man, you know, with Bucky killing his father or yeah. his mother, you know, like, it, it might have been a little weird. But well, let me. Timeline wise, doesn't uh, Captain America Civil War take place before Thanos and all that? Yeah, as they're coming together. 
I mean, okay. as they're, yeah, it, it happens before. Yeah, but then they all become friends. So I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. I feel I just, like Don Cheadle could have co-signed for him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Don Cheadle could have. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm more machine. He's good for it. I'll co-sign it. <laughs> and the bank manager couldn't have been more stereotypical bank guy. You know, yeah, let, yeah. let me get a selfie. But anyway, uh, all in all, I think it was a pretty good show. And it's, I think it debuted the, the highest of any uh, Disney Plus show, right? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I think it's it's been viewed the most. I haven't seen episode two yet, but I'm interested to see what happens when they connect. Yeah, me too. I think it's a good show. And then on top of that, I started watching uh, Steph's favorite show, Snowfall. My God, what a great show that is. I, I can't believe I didn't watch it. Uh, I, you know, yesterday I blew through five episodes. I watched the first episode so the night before. Oh, it's so good. I love what's going on. The three main stories, I guess, are the, the, uh, the Latin Americans who are selling drugs and then there's Franklin's story and he's the coolest kid ever and his friends are cool. He's got a cool mom, a great cast of characters around him. And then, um, you know, we should have been talking about this five years ago, I understand. And then, uh, or four or whatever. Well, me and Jeff were. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. But uh, I didn't want you to spoil it. <laughs> but, uh, and then the, the CIA guy, I can't remember his name, but being Reed. down. Yeah, being down in, uh, in, uh, um, Nicaragua with the Contras and uh, just some weird, weird shit happened there. I did like the guy, you know, getting the cocaine blown into his asshole and then he died. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I'm glad you like it, man. And it just gets better and better. It really does. Good. Good, good, good. So, but I mean, do we cover enough of Falcon and Winter Soldier? I mean, if you guys want to talk about it more, what do you like about it? What do you not like about it? The action stuff was really good. At the beginning, I thought the I thought the wingsuit stuff was a little, a little far fetched. I mean, I've watched a lot of wingsuit stuff on YouTube. Just those <laughs> guys in Iceland and in Norway and stuff. Oh, you mean jumped. the guys that jumped out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way they found that much drop. I had it, wondered about that if that was like, impossible at all. That, and those helicopters jumbo? were like strategically placed. Yeah, you're on a jumbo military plane and you jump out. You're not going to just you know, slowly fall. You're going to go flying or get chopped up by the jets, mm-hmm. something like that. But you know, it is an action show. So, and their villain, that, that's the, they call him jumper. That that's his thing. Uh-huh. The guy they were chasing. Yeah. He, he's actually, that's his thing is he jumps out of airplanes and he's very good at skydiving. Who's the uh, group of people that were robbing the bank or rob or doing whatever bad stuff in Europe? That's the whole bad, the bad guys for this this whole season, I imagine. Do they have a name? Yeah, I forget what the name is. They say it in the second episode. Okay. They talk about the the leader that they're going after and the the whole group that he's with. Okay. Did you like the second episode even better, Jeff? It was okay. It was more uh, dud. Or dud? What do you mean? That guy oh, that's right. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, the new Captain America. So that's a, that's not a joke. That's a serious thing they're trying to make. Yeah. This. Is he a super soldier? Yeah. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting then, mm-hmm. and uh, that would, of course, be. Uh, but that's the whole I, that's the whole conflict between the Falcon and the, and the Winter Soldier because the Falcon donated captain america's shield to that museum or whatever and then they took it out of the museum and gave it to this new super soldier but uh bucky the winter soldier guy wanted falcon to be the new captain america okay 
because Captain America gave him his shield and he said that's what that's what he, he would have wanted. I would approve of of him being the uh the new Captain America if he got to keep the wings. Yeah, yeah, because he's because he'd be cool and he'd have the wings and he'd also be Captain America. I don't see why. The, you know, I think that's that's the whole arc of this thing, though, that he doesn't want to be Captain America. So maybe he will become Captain America by the end of this thing. Situations will arise in which you will have to take up the mantle of Captain America to be the new uh, face of America and, and our pride. Yeah, they, they're going to make this guy. Uh, that's wearing the suit now, a real douchebag. So hopefully that's what happens. Yeah, I like Wyatt Russell. He, but he does he does play a good douchebag though. Yeah. yeah, that's what that's his goal, right? That's his character goal to be a douche. Yeah. Most, yeah. And in a lot of things, he's been that way. Like, you know, like he was goon too. He was in. Uh, he was the bad guy in it, and he always has the same. He, he plays that antihero really well. Who was he in it? He was uh, um, Henry Bowers. In it, didn't you say he was the bad guy in it? Oh no, he's the he's the bad guy in Goon too. Yeah. And then he was the he was in um I mean not the bad guy, but Hang on. In, in this he's gonna be he's he's gonna be the not the, he's gonna be the one everyone looks at as far as being not Captain Amer- the real Captain America. So it kind of automatically puts him in a position of scrutiny. They're making a point of showing him. That he's a super soldier, though, in episode two. Yeah, his name, his his character name was it John Wa- Johnny Walker. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's very much in the comic in in comics, but yeah, he was kind of a like a backup, right? Captain America. I can't remember. Was he the bad guy? Did he end up being a bad guy in Overlord? He was. He, he wasn't really a bad guy, but he was kind of the lone wolf on his own. Yeah, he kind of took things on his own. actually he became the hero sacrificing himself and stuff yeah but, yeah that's right but great i love that movie i've watched it a couple of times it was pretty gory mm-hmm. i thought it was very different yeah it was good i like world war ii and i like zombie movies and it it was yeah. a good mashup yeah i thought so which movie are you talking about overlord, overlord. Oh. uncle peckerhead <laughs> uncle peckerhead was great if you watched yes that. i did watch that too steph that was great oh, yeah you liked yeah. it huh Jeff's the only holdout. Oh, I'll watch it eventually. I'm just a simple guy. Just <laughs> happened to have a van. <laughs> well, yeah, and and uh, yeah, I, I think it's uh, the main character. I, I haven't seen her in much of anything, but man, if she doesn't look like Elliot Page. You think so? I think she, she yeah, she, she seems like he used to be. She I don't know how that works, but she reminds me of a, a a young Hope Davis. That's what she reminds yeah. me. Yeah, does look like Hope Davis. Now, who did you say when you were plugging that movie? You said that somebody in that movie was in another show that we watched, but then I went and looked and I couldn't find anybody. I did. Yeah, Beckerhead. Yeah. So maybe, or you said maybe it was the kid in uh, in that show about the kid in Boston who Wade or Wayne or whatever Wyatt. What was oh, it? Wayne. Oh. No, uh, the girl from from Wayne is in that movie, Cherry. Okay, okay. See? Sorry. I'm, but yeah, Uncle Peckerhead, if you haven't seen that movie. The music's awesome, by the way. Their band is pretty good. The punk band. All the other music shit, like the uh, the horrible, you know, goth emo douchebag that ends up get, getting his. I think Uncle Peckerhead is going to be one of those cult classics. It will end up being a cult classic. Yeah, I think so, too. For Dustin, sure. 
Didn't you say that at the end he shows up? And I thought when she saw him, it was just her imagination. So I guess he really did show up. So that leaves it open for a sequel. Yeah, I think the way it looked to me, spoilers, is that 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 was his plan the whole time. He 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 uh, like aligns himself with people, uses them to get as far as he can, and then once he's fixing to get caught, he throws them under the bus, disappears, and then pops back up to do it again, kind of like the outsider. Okay, and, they, and she doesn't realize it until she's on stage after oh, you know they're back screams, on stage. So like he was, everybody was spoiler get yeah, hear them all screaming. Yeah. It was like oh he was going on a full on rampage. Yeah, I figured they'd have a splash of blood on her face right before it cut off, but they didn't. My probably my there's top three scenes is the metal guys when the metal guys pull up in the parking lot and yeah. they're just rocking out and they're total douchebags. Uh-huh. Oh my god, that's so funny. Jeff, you'd like uh, Rose McGowan Jr. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that true. Actress. That's uh, what's her face's little sister or something. Yeah. Or niece or something, isn't she? Is yeah. It? Mar- Maureen McGowan. Yeah. So she is related to Rose McGowan. She mm-hmm. looks like her. She also has that. She carries herself like, uh, oh, that actress. That I'm having a hard time tonight. I know. The Slums of Beverly Hills, that chick. Yeah. That from, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange yeah, the is the red. red yep. Yeah, she her she carries herself like that actress. Who so by the Russian doll? Yeah, that that what Natasha Leone. Yeah, Natasha Leone, that actress had a real rough patch for about what ten years, maybe less than that. Yeah, well, she yeah. was on heroin, right? Mm-hmm. But she really pulled herself out of that, and uh, she's always been a good actress. And I'm just I like to see that. I like to see somebody that I liked when they were doing stuff before. Um, uh, come back like that. I loved her in Detroit Rock City. Yeah, me too. It's so big, you feel like a little baby sucking on them. <laughs> it was only a couple hundred bucks a week. <laughs> How much? Uh, I thought, by the way, that King Kong versus Godzilla or whatever it's called, Godzilla versus King Kong was coming out today. And I was all excited I was going to watch it tonight, but it's not until next week. Uh, March 31st. And I think you have to go to the movies to see it, which I won't be doing. Hmm. I, th- I thought they were doing both. It is, uh, yeah, it's both. What? Who's streaming it? HBO Max. HBO Max. Oh, okay, then I'll watch it on HBO Max. But I, I love all those old movies. I love all the old monster movies. You know, especially the uh, Japanese ones. But I love King Kong. Loved the Jeff Bridges one. I think that's the first movie I ever saw in a theater. No uh, way he beats Godzilla though. Well, you have to wait and see. Just have to wait and see. Why wouldn't he be Godzilla? I think they'll they'll fight and it'll be a draw, and then they'll team up together and fight the other monsters. Very but they much. just well, they released a there. There was a story today that I saw online. There are no plans for any more monster movies. I've read the reviews and the, they're pretty good, and they say that it's a fun monster movie. And then the the battles are epic and they shot really well. Good. I mean, you know, it's a obviously it's not like an Academy Award winner or anything, but what is these days? <laughs> I know. I mean, who cares never... if it is? Who cares what it is? Because right, means... right. Will it win an MTV Video Award, MTV <laughs> Movie Award? Because if it does, best that, kiss, best yeah, kiss. kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see him making out behind the behind the uh, Chrysler <laughs> Building. That would be pretty funny. It was like a glowing blue drool stream. No, Godzilla. Yeah, King Kong walks out from behind the Chrysler building, and his crotch is glowing blue. 
<laughs> he uses the Epcot Center as a ball gag. <laughs> I had to think of something big and round. That was the only thing that came to mind. Oh, God. I guess there's a couple of relevant stories. I, I want to talk about them, but I also want to talk about the big names that people who died. Um, really, really big names. Uh, if you're a baby boomer and a Gen Xer, and I guess even millennials would know know them for sure. Um, you mind? No, we're going to do who died. Yeah. Who died? Um, a couple of people died. Craig Mums Grant, 52 years old. Was he a drummer or something? I don't no, know. He was in the, uh, the, uh, the wire. No, the Oz. Oh, Oz. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, a, a music. I'm not looking at his picture. Yeah, he was on Oz. He was great on Oz. I know who he you're was, talking about. Yeah, he was on a bunch of different shit, but Oz, he was really good on there. Only 52 years old. Jeez, mm. that's terrible. He, uh, Oz, is one of those shows that that I guess people just don't talk about anymore. But it was a groundbreaking show. Drama. Um, they used video and film. And they had a narrator the whole time. It was just such a great show. Um, so gritty. Yeah, very gritty. Yeah. And you, you know, big name people that you see today got started on that show. Um, I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Christopher Maloney. I mean, he got started in other stuff, but I mean, he was really known for that. And uh, Edie, Edie Falco. At, at one point, she was doing Oz and The Sopranos. You know, oh, wow. she, she didn't know if, you know, nobody knew that the Sopranos was going to take off, but she was a, she was a guard in Oz and she was sleeping with the, uh, with the warden of that section anyway. All right. Well, rest in peace, man. That that's a sad loss. He was a good actor and, and uh, apologies to um, anyone for he may messing up his name. Houston uh, Tumlin, Tumlin, whatever, 28 years old. He was one of Ricky Bobby's kids in Talladega nights, 28 years old and took his own life. Yeah, it sucks to make it make it almost all the way through COVID and then kill yourself. What the fuck? <laughs> Does anyone know why? Yeah, he. I'm I sure his girlfriend. Depression. Yeah, this girlfriend said um, she was devastated, and he had been battling depression, but he <laughs> shot himself for some reason. Terrible, terrible. Well, that is sad. Um, you uh, first, you last. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was. I was. I, I tried Take really hard. And didn't say right. <sighs> it's terrible if you're first. Your now he's with sweet, blessed little baby Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Damn. Uh, they leave us behind. What do they want us to do? Yeah. What, yeah. what do they want us to do? <laughs> That's true. In my opinion, in my opinion, those people would be the first ones to laugh at it. Maybe not him because he suffered from depression. <laughs> <laughs> but I get where you're going. <laughs> oh, I hug myself. I hope everyone makes jokes. Ooh, that one fell. We've all suffered losses here on the show. So we have, we have, even from all different ways meteorites, um, <laughs> all that. Uh, this one, way too young. 104 years old, Beverly Cleary, who wrote a bunch of books, tons and tons of these books for kids that I read in elementary school. And we also had teachers that would read them to us, mostly Ramona and Ribsy. Do you remember Ribsy the dog? I remember you guys. Yeah, you guys were motorcycle. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was for me. It was more mouse than the motorcycle. Uh But I mean, I remember the Ramona ones. But yeah, we were always read mouse and the motorcycle, and then you know it had the Saturday afternoons movie that they made. Yeah. 
for it too. I loved Ribsy and I, I it must have been it must have been fourth grade when the, those books were read to us, Jeff. Don't you think that Mrs. Staller was our fourth grade teacher? So she must have read that to us or I don't know. I, I, I'm my memory is starting to fade on all that. You know, I remember we, the librarian used to read read us books too. Yeah, but Mister um, Mister Butler was his name. Was a science teacher. Hey, he read soup. Soup. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to listen to some soup? Huh? Hey, you want to get some soup? And he read uh, where the red fern where the red fern grows. Yeah. It almost cried. Oh, I love those. That book is great, but you only want to read it once. It's it's fucking sad. Not even the once. I mean, I, I never watched the movies. Somebody told me how it ended. I don't want to watch that. No, thanks. Yeah. And, that, and they showed it to us like we'd all gather in the library and they'd pull out that giant laser disc that had to flip over halfway through. And it would just you watch all these kids just walk out of there, just bawling. It's so, it's so <laughs> macabre. Like, why did they do that to kids? I just don't understand why they. Why I don't they know mean? that between that and old yeller and, yeah. and it was just like. If you're going to watch a dog movie, they're going to shoot it at the end of it, no matter what. I couldn't even handle the fox and the hound because they weren't allowed to be friends at the end. That devastated me. I was tore up. Yeah. Oh, they weren't? Why were they allowed to be friends? Because he was a fox and a hound. One was a fox and one was a hound. Watch Milo and Otis. That's a good one. Milo and Otis. The dog and the cat and their friends. Oh, okay. All right. I'll try that. Well, rest in peace to Beverly Cleary. And uh, 104 is a good run. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say better than 28. Oh, that was, see, these are falling. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, okay. See, who else passed away? Okay, now these are the big two. Yeah. Uh, George Siegel passed away, 87 years old, complications from heart bypass surgery. But what a career. And we're not even, I mean, there's a lot of stuff of his I don't even know. But if I literally you, just watched California Split the day before he died. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've never seen that. Great movie. It's but, on Tubi. But you know, I just I like Tubi. Tubi's cool. Yeah. Um, most recently on the Goldbergs, which is a, yeah. a huge popular show. Uh, in the '90s or early 2000s, I forget. It must have been the early 2000s, wasn't it? Just shoot me with shoot me. Yeah. So good on that show. Yeah, it was great. That's where I he first came into my. Well, no, no, no. It would have been. Um, he was always the guest that they booked on the Larry David show whenever somebody would cancel. And he goes, oh, we have to have George Siegel again. Okay. Um, but he was <laughs> great on there. Uh, and, uh, and all sorts of other things. I just don't recall. What other stuff was he in that we would know? Big stuff. Pushing daisies. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Right? Yeah. California Split. Watch it, man. It's a fucking great movie. What's it about? And how old is it? It's uh, maybe 60s or 70s. Let me Google it here. Yeah. I saw, I saw David Spade. Did you read his little tribute to him? No. Oh, what did he 74. say? 74. 74. Okay. He just said that he remembers. There was a lot of little tidbits that he remembered, but uh, one of the things was whenever they would be filming, if any of the cast or crew brought their family on set, mm-hmm. he would always go, strangers on the set exchanging <laughs> glances and then he would just go to his room he, like he would never he wouldn't even speak to them he would just sing that and then go on to his, <laughs> well, go that, on to his room he was a singer he'd show up on a tonight i mean he put albums out but he'd show up on a tonight show with a banjo and play music and stuff like that um he was one of those uh people that would hang around groucho's house too if you read steve stoyer's book oh okay 
He talks about like George Segal and Bud Court used to show up all the time uninvited and like invite themselves into Groucho's dinners and parties and stuff. Who would invite Bud Court anyway? Yeah. So the, 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 I think the first time, okay, now I'm looking at his IMDb and I can't believe I forgot it. Flirting with Disaster. Yeah. David O. Russell movie. I think it's the movie he made after spanking the monkey. Uh, that's an odd film. <laughs> yeah. You've never seen it. Uh, and you're into incest. Anyway, uh, David O. Russell directed this film, Flirting with Disaster. It's uh, Ben Stiller and, uh, and uh, Patricia Arquette. And uh, Ben Stiller plays a guy who's adopted. He knows he's adopted. So he wants to go on this quest to find his real parents because he, his wife just had, he and his wife just had a kid and they can't think of a name for the son. So and he's really neurotic, but this movie, uh, I believe it was 94, 95 that it came out in no 96 um, is one of my favorites, certainly from the nineties, but it's one of my favorite movies. I just rented it for some reason. Cause at the time I liked Ben Stiller. And so you have Tay Leone, Alan Alda, Mary Tyler Moore and George Siegel are married in this film and they play Ben Stiller's parents and lots of funny shit goes on in this film. Richard Jenkins is in it. He's amazing. Um, uh, Josh Brolin, the, he and, and Josh Brolin and Richard Jenkins play federal agents. They're gay and they're a couple and they're partners. So that's funny. The, the dynamic that they have in this trip across the country, trying to find his parents and, and uh, he finds his real parents, Alan Alda, and Lily Tomlin, and then he finds out that he has a brother, and then they're ass. They make acid, and they're they're wanted, and their last name is the Schleekdings, and no one can say it right. And uh, throughout the whole film, George Siegel and Mary Tyler Moore are so funny back and forth. Who are the shit king? <clears throat> so, you've never seen it. Go ahead. Ask yourself, how do I maintain this? Oh yeah, when uh, Mary Tyler Moore goes, see these, see these. You need a good bra. <laughs> my, my favorite line in that whole movie is when Josh Brolin's talking about hypospadia, which is an irregular curvature of the penis. And uh, and Ben Stiller gets up because the baby's there and he goes and sits with Taya Leone and he goes, have you ever heard of hypospadia? And she looks at him and goes, is there something wrong with the plane? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's, it's a great, fast-paced, fun movie. A lot of famous people are, are in it. Howard Stern's wife is in it. She... Uh, she plays a cheerleader, a twin or something that I wonder if it's streaming anywhere. Uh, usually it says on IMD, any of these pages when you look, but uh, you can find it. It's a phew, boy. I'm getting tired. I don't know why. Maybe it's those. Oh, I'm going to look for it. I haven't seen it in forever. I saw it when it first came out, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, yeah. Well, watch, watch California Split. It's a great movie. It's, on, for free. it's on HBO Max. What oh, is flirting with disaster? disaster. Oh, sweet. No, I'll watch both of them this weekend if I have time uh, because I'm going to be watching a lot of Snowfall. <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, I can't wait till you get all caught up. Well, I love shows like that. I don't know why. It's like a Sopranos, something like that. But one thing I'm taking away from the show is that if the Democrats hadn't stopped the Republicans and the Reagan administration from funding the Contras, we never would have had a cocaine problem in the United States. Mm, think about that. Damn Democrats. Damn it. Anyway. Uh, and then another big, huge, huge, huge name, Jessica Walter, who just takes over anything she's in, takes over the screen. And uh, wow, we know her primarily, our generation, we know her from two shows, Archer and uh, Arrested Development. Uh, 
just so amazing, funny, talented. And she's been in, in stuff forever. And she was 80 years old. And she just deformed me with Clint Eastwood. That was good. Yes. That is, that is a terrifying movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just passed away in her sleep too. Like out of the blue, she wasn't sick or anything. Yeah. Well, she must've had a stroke or a heart attack or something. Cause she was so creepy and play misty for me. Play Misty for me, if you've never seen it, is Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. So it's the first movie he ever directed. And he plays uh, a jazz disc jockey on a jazz station in Carmel-by-the-Sea, where he ended up being a mayor there in California. He was a mayor there for a number of years, but made this fun movie <laughs> where she's, <laughs> she's a stalker. And it's it's really creepy. I mean, she, she, makes, um, she makes Glenn Close look rational in uh in uh you know that movie that i can't remember fatal attraction yeah that <laughs> didn't they remake play my play misty for me they remade it i don't know i, I think i don't did. know but anyway i mean you look at her imdb page it is just stuffed with um, tv shows and movies and she was like the go-to look at if you're looking at the 70s she's the go-to person for tv shows marcus welby md uh, the fbi Banachek, uh, Mannix, Medical Center, Love American Style, which was a. She she did record a whole new season of Archer, though. So there's going to be a whole a whole season with her on it. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Posthumously. Yeah. I wonder if they'll pay a tribute to her. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Goldberg's did on the on the first episode when George Siegel died. Okay. Title card up at the end and little montage. Well. Rest in peace, Lucille one. Lucille two is still alive. So if they have yeah. uh, another, I mean, they'll probably never do any more Arrested Developments, though. I don't think. Hey, you never know. But anyway, so that's 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 who died, and and boy, died. You know, we did lose big big time names in comedy in Hollywood this week for sure. So all right, now I'm going to thank our sponsors. We have two sponsors. They've been with us for a long time. And uh, they stuck with us throughout the uh, first year of the COVID pandemic. We don't know how long it's going to last this year. So let's just say the first year. And we hope that it won't go on much longer than that. Uh, But anyhow, I want to thank Mike Hall and Atlanta Pizza and Euro. Serving Conyers in the East Metro Atlanta area since 1983. Mike Hall and his staff truly appreciate your business. And thank you for your continued support during the year that never happened or we wish never happened. When's the last time you guys were out there? We, we, all, went we all went out there when they opened. Yeah. Well, I've been out since then a couple times. Mm-hmm. But uh, didn't we recently have a listener show up there? Yeah, Tim. Uh, Tim went out there. Yeah, Tim Allen, he goes out there weekly. Oh, <laughs> I, think he, I think he eats lunch a couple times a week out there. He's a, he's a great radio. If you go out there, and I noticed that some people do this. If you go to Atlanta Pizza and Euro, post on our uh, on our social media, either in the Radio Shack or on our Facebook page. Let us know that you were there, and we'll give you a shout out for um, in both of our, our our sponsors. Get their Greek salad. They make their own dressing, and it is out of this world. And cannoli. Get the cannoli. Get the cannoli. Yeah. But leave the gun at home. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta Pizza and Euro is open for dine-in services, or if you prefer, you can give them a call and place your own takeout order. You can also order online for pickup or delivery through their website at atlantapizzaeuro.com. And uh, I've made a decision when it comes to this kind of thing. If I'm going to order something and the restaurant doesn't deliver, I'm going to go pick it up because I'm sick of Uber and their 
uh, Uber Eats or any of those things. They, they take their, their middleman cut. Then you got to tip the driver, which I do don't mind doing that at all. But a lot of times they screw your order up and then you're, you're left with nothing. And plus restaurants kind of get fucked by those apps. So if you can do your, do whatever you can to just go pick it up. That's what I'm going to do. Um, Da, 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 da. Visit them on Facebook and, or leave them a, a positive review on Google as it helps their business continue to grow. And our other sponsor, I would be remiss to leave him out. And uh, that would be Brett Perkins and his business, LDI Repro Printing of Athens, Georgia. They have all your construction printing needs, commercial or residential, in Athens since 2000. Let me scroll this up so I don't say it wrong. Uh, 2005. I didn't want to give them two extra years. Uh, with a fast turnaround and affordable prices, if you're in the market for something that he has to, to offer you, call 706-316-9366 or email at Athens at com. And I know Brett personally. He's a hell of a guy. And uh, he has great taste in movies and comedy. And uh, yeah, you should do totally do business with them if you're building some shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> call God damn it. He should come on the show sometime. Tell yeah. us about he should. Backpacks and shit, and tell us about his his business. Yeah. All right, we'll do that. Hey, if you're out there and you'd like to be a sponsor of Radio Labyrinth, just hit me up. We'll figure it out. All right. You got a couple stories you want to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Well. First off, right off the bat, Steph, I got good news and I got bad news. What you want first? Always the good news. Good news. Snowfall's got a season five coming. Yes. Oh, yes. I've been telling you guys about Snowfall. I can't believe you didn't watch (laughs) it. I mean, it is literally the best show about um, the Iran-Contra scandal and East L.A. uh, cocaine problems. I saw people (laughs) bitching in the comments on on the story saying like, what's what more story is there to tell and they haven't even got to the the iran contra affair or anything the, the no. whole them getting busted for selling cocaine to, so they could fund the rebels it's, they haven't even got to that part yet that's like the main part of the whole story well yeah, not to, yeah that's the whole thing is that they haven't even hit the pinnacle of the crack epidemic that isn't even right. come to the late it's 80s. just i know it's just spreading still now in season yeah. four they just Got the or started getting the coke out to different cities from L.A. Really? So it's a yeah. slow moving series. No, I mean it's it's like in real time, like what what how it happened back in the it started in, in like 1982, yeah. I think. Three. And now we're in 1985. Okay, so it takes them a couple seasons to get the two years go by. Okay, I do think it's funny that if if you were alive back then, like we all were for the most part. And aware of what was going on for the most part we all were the music that was played you forget that we live in an era now where you have everything that you possibly could like or listen to you can find a radio station you can find uh, a streaming service you can find anything you want that you like and never have to listen but you have these two young black kids driving in a car and they're listening to air supply because that's what was on the radio and you <laughs> like it or lump it. And that's the way the culture was in the early eighties, all the way through the nineties. I like it better now because, you know, people aren't forced to, you know, just adopt whatever's on the radio, but you know, when they're, when they pull right. up to the, to the traffic stop and you hear the guy beating on the, uh, beating on the trunk in the back of the car. So they crying, I'm all out of love. I'm so lost. <laughs> I remember in the height of the crack epidemic, my mom was like, did you ever do crack? 
Yeah, our parents would ask us, you ever tried crack? I'm like, crack. This is a fucking Mansfield. I, yeah. I can't even get weed here. Yeah. <laughs> if you wanted crack, which we didn't know this at the time, but Elmira was the closest city to us, Elmira, New York. And I don't think I think you had guys there selling toothpaste and they would get arrested for selling crack. And then it was toothpaste. So they would get charged with delivering false goods, some weird <laughs> shit like that. But I mean, I mean, crack in, in our town. You're lucky you could find weed in our town. <laughs> there wasn't shit. I All right. It. And the, the bad news, Steph, uh, Killing Eve is going to end after season four. They're not they're not bringing it back. You, you know, the last season wasn't that great. I have to say I was not as big a fan of this last season. So hmm, I could see that. Why does it take four years to kill this lady? <laughs> Well, she is a, a badass. We're talking She's, about doing a spinoff. I don't know if it's with her or not, but killing Blanche. Yeah. Well, you know what? They should introduce a character named Adam. That Jodie Comer chick, though, she seriously the most un, she is the most believable, murderous, psychotic chick I've ever seen in my life in anything ever. Okay. It's that's I'm saying like she is this complete sociopath. Um, she's creepy. And uh, yeah, she has no conscience at all. And uh, I don't know. I just her character is great. I like her. I want I would love to see them take her and do another show with her right. and then get rid of everybody that's around her right now. Get rid of Sandra. Oh, and all Sandra the other- and the whole crew and just start her off in a whole other thing. Uh, see, Netflix is finally, I think, coming around to the fact that if they release stagger releases instead of uh, putting them all out at once, then people might come back on a regular basis. So they're, uh, they've got The Circle and Too Hot to Handle, which are two unscripted shows. They're not going to release them weekly. They're going to do them in batches. So you'll have like four episodes batches. come out and then a four, another four episodes. And then the finale will be by itself. So they're, they're, they're trying to, uh, I guess they, they created the binge thing and now they're trying to, um, take a step they, back and start releasing how the other now. services are doing better with the week to week releases. Yeah. So, I like the being forced to wait. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think it's more nostalgia. I mean, I don't know. At first I thought it was just nostalgia. Like, Oh, that's how TV used to be. You know, you get it once a week. But I think it's just a really good, I mean, it's really good for you to be able to mull over the entire episode and anticipate what's going to be in the next yeah, one. It keeps, it keeps the, the buzz going, at least for the, the run of the episodes, even if it's only eight, eight or 10 episodes yeah. going for two months or whatever, instead of just one day when it works, it works for Disney plus with Mandalorian. It works with the WandaVision show and it works with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I forgot to say one thing. Raised by Wolves did that too. Yes, HBO Max. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is shot primarily in Atlanta. Yeah. And there are some cool scenes in it where you can actually see Sweetwater Park and uh, there's a there's a, an old mill along the river there that was burned down by uh, William Tecumseh Sherman during the Civil War. You don't know who that is. Well, sorry. <laughs> he was a Union general that burnt Atlanta to the ground. Anyway. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but there's uh you can see them training in there, and I was just out there with um, with Sean, you know, Mister Mike TV, and uh, his his uh, his brother knows some people there, and, and you know, 
was showing us around. And it's so cool that you can see in this mill, this old mill, it's brick. You can see the char marks from the fire still on the bricks and it's still there and it's a monument. But if you've never been to Sweetwater Park, it's pretty cool. They've got all sorts of weird like Mennonite, unmarked Mennonite graves uh, on top. And there's old bootlegger shit all over the place from the 30s or whenever outlawed uh, alcohol was outlawed but you can see it and, and i think it's cool that's one thing i really really dig among other things of living down here and then hollywood's moved here you can go oh yeah i know where that is that's that's not new york city that's uh ponce watch watch doom patrol that's filmed in dutton's backyard really yeah <laughs> they're filming yeah. a lot in tucker this week and i don't know why i don't know what's going on here but i've seen they had full stranger, stranger things is all over the place down there really yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're they've got like seven different productions going on between Covington Conyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's crazy. Every time, I mean, there was literally uh, they had was it last week? There were two productions that were going on in two separate fields next to each other, like within a half a mile, mm-hmm. completely separate. One one studio, one another studio. I couldn't, and it was this normal road that people take for a cut through, but you couldn't go down it for like a week because they just there's just constantly a flow of people and i think one of them is uh it, one of them was netflix but i'm not sure who the other was cool i just want to say to dustin's point you know about like retaining the information or whatever i didn't see deadwood until after it went off the air binge did yeah, right didn't remember i loved it remembered certain things while i'm re-watching it now and it's like i'm watching it for the first time yes yes <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You sometimes you blow through shit so much that or so quickly that, you know, now I, I kind of need to go back and do a, a rewatch of uh, of The Expanse because I'm thinking, OK, I watched season one and then I think a year went by and then I binged all of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things in there. But, you know, instead of binging the series again, I think I'm just going to read the books because mm-hmm. he never reads. But I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm going to give it my gumption. I'm going to give it my best. Well, speaking of uh, Raised by Wolves, um, they have started production on season two. So cool. it is it is actually uh, in production now. I think the father character, mm-hmm. he uh, tweeted a, a photo of himself in, in makeup and costume, you know, saying they had started back up. So we can probably look for that. I would, I would think probably either spring of next year or maybe even fall of this year. If they, they need to hurry production. before those kids grow up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're gonna kill them all. Like, what's gonna? It, you know, they, they could just pass it off as it took them a long time to get to the tropical zone. Yeah, that's true. But it, it that show I and mean, that to me still sticks out is one of my my favorite shows from 2020. Man, it was just mm-hmm. so well done, and it was a surprise. I didn't know what it was about. That's my favorite kind of movie or TV or whatever to to fall into. Yeah, it it. it I think I think in a few years, everybody's going to look back on the pandemic and you're going to just like everything else in your life, or at least I do anyway, I associate it with what I watched or right. what movies came out. So it'll be Raised by Wolves. Um, Tiger King. Tiger, Tiger King, King, for sure. The Boys yeah, season three or whatever. Yeah, it's, yes. it's I think that's nuts. But um, but yeah, Raised by Wolves definitely um, can't wait for that second season. See where they go with it. Uh, something else I think might be neat if it actually comes to um, to being com- done would be uh, Greg Nicotero um, from you know doing the new Creep Show. He wants to get together with Robert Rodriguez and 
remake Creature from the Black Lagoon. Cool. Hope mm-hmm. it's three D. Like that's the first movie that was ever shown on television in three D. It scared the crap out of me. That was the sc- that was the that first was scary, scary movie I ever saw when I was a little kid. Scary ass fish man. Fuck that. Scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It was also one of the first um, where they had to use those experimental camera rigs to do all the underwater shots that they were doing, which hadn't yeah. you know hadn't been done before. And uh, the suit that he was wearing had the had those weird rigged up breathing apparatus in it. But yeah, it'd be neat to see. I mean, it's you know they, that's the one movie in, in the article they say that that's the one thing when they got together uh, years and years ago that that's what they've always both of them have always wanted to do is remake that movie in particular. And they figured Tom Cruise kind of killed it when he started making the monster movies and did the mummy movie. And it, you know, kind of tanked that whole universe that was you know going to be done. But maybe they can, you know, make this one and kind of reboot that whole. Yeah, the um, Invisible Man that they just did was not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, that movie was terrible. It was all right. I think, yeah, I I mean, they did, and they did, you know, mention that in the article, but I don't know. That that movie seemed like if that's going to be the remake, I mean, I I don't consider that, I consider it a good standalone movie, but it doesn't seem like an Invisible Man movie. It seems more like a, just a sci fi or a black mirror. But it wasn't even about the Invisible Man. It was about her running away from it. Right. It was all about domestic violence. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, make an Invisible Man movie where he's not running around trying to beat up his ex. Just make I just a wish they would go ahead and just say, uh, here's all the social justice mu- movies of whatever, if it's domestic violence, if it's racial, if it's whatever. And then here's the other movies, the shit people want to watch. <laughs> I was praying for that in The Invisible Man. I'm like, will this please have a story at some point? I want you know, <laughs> Sorry, I know you guys liked it, but man, I, I really I didn't, didn't like it. I hated it. Oh, such a waste of time. Um, last night, are you done? I don't want to step on if you have more stories. I'm sorry. Uh, the only thing I, I did say, you know, good news for Jeff and uh, oh, for yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Really, absolutely. They're um, yeah, the um, spinoff series of of what we do in the shadows, Wellington Paranormal, that Jeff's been VPNing. Yeah, everybody um, ratting him out coming to the U.S. Everybody's ratting you out on social media. <laughs> you don't have to steal it anymore, Jeff. <laughs> I'm still going to keep stealing it because this, this most recent episode just came out yesterday and it's hilarious. And they're only going to start with season yeah, one. Sure they're going to start with season one on, on CW this summer. So, yeah, you're going to you're gonna be well ahead. It's going to be on the CW. The CW and, and yeah. HBO Max. Oh, yeah. OK, good. OK. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Dustin. Um mm-hmm. I forgot last night I wanted to tell you guys this. I last night for a little bit because I can't watch people play video games and no matter who's doing it. But I did watch for about a half an hour. Josh Warren texted me. He's our friend. He's been on the show several times. He was on Twitch last night on uh, the hell's name the Crown Channel with uh, Robert Kirkman and uh, and Dan Fogler. And they they play these characters. And he I think uh, Josh spoke about it on the show last time he was on. But it's. Mm-hmm the crown channel on twitch and they play these characters and it's a lot of fun they play tanks and all it's just it's i don't really understand it to be honest because i'm not a gamer but to hear them all interacting and, and talking and having fun um if you like that sort of thing check it out again it's the crown channel on twitch and uh it's a blast just to hear them you know those guys are all funny and there's a whole cast of other people that i don't recall but they're all funny and it's a good show to watch um this week in our feed, Mike TV returned. You're not going to see it on YouTube, 
but there was an episode of Mike TV. So they, they tell me that they're going to be doing two shows a month every other week. And uh, it is a real it's a show on our network or a little <laughs> our little what? Don't laugh. I'm not going to insult them. I'm saying that they're, they're really they're thorough. They go deep into shows and and Lisa talks and Dean talks and it's it's fun. So uh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast, you know, Dean and uh, and uh, Lisa will and Roby, they'll talk and uh, <laughs> it's like a show and people talk and it's, you know, it's a show. It's, it's like show. radio, but it's not on the radio. <laughs> but it's recorded and then sent to Tim, and then he forgets to edit it for a week. And then, you know, it's on, it the, it's on the Internet. And, uh, look for Mike TV. I know <laughs> there are a lot of people who listen to our show and, and listen to their show as well, since it's in our feed. Um, you're not required to. Just don't get pissed that it's in your feed. If you don't, if it doesn't, if it bothers you that it's in your feed, just don't look at it. That's my message. It's like that free, free YouTube album. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I can't do anything about that. For you two album. I woke up I woke up at three in the morning and Bono was standing over my bed. Just come on, listen. Listen to this. I know it's on your fucking phone. You seen Bono's daughter? My God. Anyway, no. apropos to nothing. Yeah, Google Bono's daughter. She's an actress or a model or some shit. I don't know. They're all famous. I'm, ton- I'm tonight at nine o'clock gonna watch the uh Scrubs podcast live show. What's that on YouTube? Yeah, uh, they sold tickets. It's like ten ten dollars a ticket. Oh, it's that Scrubs re- rewatch podcast, but they're doing their first live Zoom show. Cool. And if you oh. want to Google Google somebody's daughter, Bill Lawrence's daughter, she's a, a musician. No, I, I wasn't saying her, name, her name's Charlotte Lawrence. I was just saying Bono's daughter is a very talented actress. And yeah, stuff. I'll look up Charlotte Lawrence while you're looking up Bono's daughter. Okay, Steph, that was for you. Anyway, uh, she's a very talented musician. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. Yeah. Oh wow, she is. I can I can tell. You can tell <laughs> you're listening right now during the podcast. Mm. Steph, I'm so sorry for this misogyny at the end of the show. No, I thought it was a good show up until this point, but then we went down that misogyny lane, and, and I, mean, I didn't I didn't massage anybody. I got told, you know, that I guess really. I haven't been in a good mood all day because it's like um, young lady. Is there something bothering you? Yeah, I mean Jennifer I Aniston is more. like six years older than me. I you mean, so there's that too. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you you're a horrible boss. You just didn't have your coffee this morning. That was yeah, that's good. Yeah, Isn't that just, time of the oh, week? I, mean, I just don't ever, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Hello. Get get down low. Oh. Is that Ethel Merman? <laughs> <laughs> you get out of here it's like can't i just be chubby and look for a coffee pot get out of my way is that dana plato now (laughs) (laughs) dug her up and wheeled her through target what are you doing in target liza (laughs) man you're too you fine Coming at me, Cab Calloway, in your zoot suit in the middle of the damn day. <laughs> Would you like a cell phone? <laughs> he opened up his jacket and there's like cell phones are all on the on the inside. <laughs> I, got, I got a flip phone for you. <laughs> um. Anyway, that butterfly, McQueen. <laughs> Why is deceiving me? 
Now we are not doing any character voices. They're just voices. It's not. Uh, I'm not. Listen, he didn't have a. He didn't have a voice. He was very just like. He's telepathy. Is that true? He was like. I mean, I mean, he sounded like any millennial. Yeah. Is that Jennifer Aniston. I lost some of my sight when I was a child. <laughs> um, uh, I've recorded some or not recorded. I wrote some new, some more lines today for our podcast that we've been telling everybody we were going to do. And we're going to finish it by God. By you God. Uh, Syracuse God. Sam. And I'm trying to be funny with it. So I hope you guys like what I wrote. Uh, okay. I yeah, read- that one piece is funny. Which it's, piece are you talking about? The one I read to you yesterday? Yeah, the one you read me the other night. You know, I'm, I'm trying because we recorded it and it ended up sounding like it was a real podcast about a real serial killer loosely based on me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, I don't know who wrote it, uh, Syracuse Sam chapter two in the beginning. Seems like a lot of the questions are the same, but anyway, I just, I, I answered them and, and, uh, so read it over and, and you let me know what you think. Um, when are we going to re then we're going to re-record this thing then? Yeah, we're going to re-record it. Hadn't we decided to re-record it and not use what we'd already recorded? When are we, we going to do it? We just need <clears throat> to set that up. Right. Yeah, we can use, we can, I mean, I can still use parts of what we recorded, yeah, but yeah, we need to add a new usable. Content. Do we have enough to put out a teaser? I like, yeah, we stuff. just, we just need to collectively see, uh, agree on which part to tease. I like Steph's idea of not hearing Sam at all in the first episode. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I want to hear more from your dad. Smith. Or your dad character, the character based on your dad. Yeah, but we, I can't do that. We need somebody else to do that voice. I just want to do Sam. So do you want to do that voice, Jeff? Yeah, I can. See, see if your dad will do it. Okay. Ira. Ira could yeah. do it. Have Ira do it. Yeah, if he wants to, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I'd love to have Ira involved. We'll figure it out. There's, also, there's going to be all sorts of things. I want to talk to his teachers. We, we discussed this. But anyway, we are working on it. Um, here's just a little bit. I'll do a little bit. Steph, ask me to tell you about my earliest memories. Tell me about your earliest memories. Well, my Aunt Martha's husband ran a cockfighting unit. She was uh, my babysitter back then because dad was out of the picture and mom was busy driving the bread truck. Uh, anyway, I remember all the chickens helping my aunt gather the eggs, cleaning the coops. Uh, and then I'd clean up the corpses of the chickens after watching them tear each other to pieces. You know, it's funny. I made a necklace out of their feet and wore it to show and tell in first grade. <laughs> so stuff like that. <laughs> that is a lot better. <laughs> yes. Then the uh, well, I used to throw toads in the air and watch them and, and fall down to the ground and they'd be alive, but they'd be dead. Okay. All right. On that note, um, I'm starting to fade. And uh, let's talk about Barkville.org. Oh, guys. Well, big good news this week. Tommy got adopted. Yeah. Tommy Friganato. Hey. Yeah. That is a very nice, young, active couple. They came actually to look at a bunch of other puppies this lady was fostering, and then they just saw the little mobster that is Tommy all off on his lonesome beating the crap out of some other dog. <laughs> <laughs> they just fell in love with him. So anyway, Tommy has a home that he can run as a mob boss should. And uh, Barkville, we took in a bunch of 
dogs and puppies this week. Lots of puppies, man. They're all over the place right now. So if you can throw us some money, we could appreciate it. That would be very helpful. If you want to foster, if you're looking for some cute ass puppies, we got them. They're adorable. Have you ever heard of what a dog? You ever heard of a dog de Bordeaux? You know what those dogs are? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the hooch, oh. Turner and hooch. Yeah. We got yeah, a big shit face. ton of those puppies right now. So if you guys are into that, please go to Barkville dogrescue.org. Woof. Woof. Keep it canine. And until our next program, all of you out there, please remember to keep, keep it, it canon. But not, you know, Frank Cannon, because he was too big to be believable as a cop. <laughs> Maybe a desk cop. Hey, we want to thank our Radio Labyrinth Patreon producers. Those are the people who come in at the $25 or above. Uh, if you don't do that, you know, of course, we mention you in the YouTube video. You see a thank you that Dustin's put together. But these are the people that have been with us the longest and have donated the most over the years, and we appreciate all your help. And we break them up uh, with radio terms. Uh, starting off with the general managers, and those are the folks that have been with us for years or longer. Uh, we have Eric Malmstrom, who's been with us since October 2016. Wow. Keith Tate, also October 2016. In fact, I think these guys are the, uh, they, may, they may as well be the owners of the radio group, don't you think? Because they've been with us longer. <laughs> oh, and throw Matt Carter in with that. He's, uh, he's been around since November 2016. And uh, our, our, our most recent winner of, uh, of Danger Zone, Chad Shepard, who's been around with us since October of 2017. I'm going to send No, he's not getting a shirt until we get the... No, I'm kidding. I don't want the red, I don't want the red box troll doll. I want him to have it, but... I, um, now, our program directors, those are folks who come in at two to three years. We have Sean Hall. Uh, from uh, April of 2018, we have Mike D, August of 2018, and John Sutherland, uh, December of 2018. And all three of those guys, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Well, then we got our DJ, Spin It Up The Hits, up to two years or less. Uh, spin It Up The Hits, that's right. There we go. We got Tim Slayton, who's coming in at uh, coming in at number five on the list, uh, 2019. He's been around. Uh, we got Brian Smith, who I uh, have been manually dropping his name in wherever in the podcast because we had to record the new one. But thank you, Brian Smith and uh, Chelsea as well. Uh, we have uh, Chris Chandler, uh, not the uh, quarterback for the uh, Falcons, but a uh, different Chris Chandler, just uh, since December of 2020. So thank you very much. Todd Ellis from January of 2020, so he's been with us a little over a year. Roby Neely, uh, who's been with us, who's also a champion of, uh, you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to do a, a championship battle between uh, the people who won uh, Danger Zone. More on that later. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, we I think it'd be there. great. We have a tournament of champions, sure. Yeah, and then eventually when we all die like Alex, they can take over the show. Um, <laughs> and a special shout-out to our assistant producers, Emily Warren, and Buck Monterey, Buck coming in in uh, December of 2017, and Emily Warren coming in in May of 2018. So thank you guys very much. And uh, like we said, if you want to be a Radio Labyrinth Patreon member, just go to patreon.com forward slash Tim Andrew. 